All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, it's Leslie Bolser here with Core Essential Values. I'm the creative director, and I'm really excited to talk about this month's value. It is certainly something I could use more of in my life, and I think everyone feels that way too. So I'm excited to jump in with my friend, Beth. Beth, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, Leslie, I'm so happy to be here again. Um, my name is Dr. Beth Tremel. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at IU East in Richmond, Indiana. And I direct the master's in mental health counseling program there. And I also um, have created, uh, you know, Make Words Matter. Uh, so it's a parenting philosophy where the focus is on communication strategies and, and behavior management to make sure we're making our words matter for good. So um, I think it ties into what we're talking about today. It, it ties in so, so well. So um, in fact, we usually do three of these per month, one per age level, but the more you and I discussed um, the way your work with Make Words Matter um, and the way this value plays out, I, I just felt strongly that we only needed one, that everybody yeah. could listen to this no matter the age of their kids um, and, and gain something for their life, for their family's life, for sure. So um, the word we're talking about this month is peace. And what I love about it is that it isn't world peace. It isn't this big, um, far away thing. It's very um, in your home, in your school, in your community. And the way we talk about it is proving you care more about each other than winning an argument. And I can think of no time in the history of when I've been alive, right? You know, when I think about history, I know there are times that have been as contentious or more contentious in terms of people wanting to win or wanting their side to be right. <laughs> but I think now, especially in the world's climate, this is a really good word for us to think about, um, the, just the idea that we care about each other. So there's that aspect, but then there's the, the at-home aspect. What does peace in a home look like and how do we achieve it? How do we have that sense of peace? So just off the top, what do you have to share with us about peace? It's so good. Yeah. So I think for me, it's a, it's a couple of things. First, I talk in my work with individual clients or, uh, you know, if I'm a consultant for a classroom or something like that, I talk about this difference between outer chaos and inner calm, mm, right? Yeah. That there is always going to be outer chaos, right? There's going to be things, we're going to be busy. There's going to be things happening. You know, people are going to do things that evoke emotion from us. Outer chaos is constant, mm -hmm. no matter yeah. where, I mean, unless you're going to go live in the Himalaya somewhere <laughs> and, you yeah. know, just like, you know, which is great, but most of us are living in worlds that are chaotic, especially the political climate, the cultural climate that we're in right now. So, mm -hmm. What happens for folks is we run into problems in our interpersonal lives and in our intrapersonal, right? So how I feel about how I am and how I feel about other people when we allow the outer chaos to create inner chaos. Mm. So if I have inner chaos in my mind, if I have inner chaos in my feelings, my emotions, that's where we start to have problems. Instead, what we try to do is focus on inner calm amidst the outer chaos. And you know, people in your life who do this well, right? You're like, yeah, yeah. they just seem to like, let things brush off their shoulder. They just don't seem to be frazzled by most things. And like, I want to, I want to be like them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's achievable. 
Yeah. So say more about that. So let's talk about what does that inner calm with outer chaos, what are some things that are markers of that or that I could be working toward? Yeah, absolutely. So I first want people to realize, you know, if you're, if you, you know, you're, your initial reaction to hearing that is like to roll your eyes to be like, oh yeah, that sounds real cute, you know, but I have <laughs> three boys and they all are under the age of five and there is not a whole lot of, you know, inner calm that can happen around that. Right. I want you to know that if you first separate outer chaos from how I am inside, it's first a realization that the outer world and the inner world can be compartmentalized right? Mm-hmm. So it's first realizing, okay, I can still achieve inner peace amidst all the stuff. So I'm going to do that by making sure my thoughts are not just running chaotic wild. They're not focused on all the negative, focused on everything that's wrong, right? I'm going to recognize those thoughts and I'm going to do something different. Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to force myself to think about other things that are going on that are going well. And I'm going to engage in um, healthy behaviors, right? Most of us know what things we need to do to feel less stress. Yeah. You know, but we don't take the time to invest in ourselves to do those things. You know, for you, it might be doing yoga every day. It may mean spending 10, you know, extra minutes reading a book that you enjoy. You know, I was on a call this morning with some folks and um, the leader of the meeting asked us, you know, if you had 10 extra minutes today, what would you do? And it was all these people had all these different glorious things to say. And I found myself reflecting on like, all of those things are great. And all of us have at least 10 10 minute increment. <laughs> right. 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 If we're you know honest I mean? with ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. If we're yeah. really honest. And so I think it's, it's realizing that inner calm is achievable if we make it a priority. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So if we're working toward inner calm and we are understanding that um, the way we feel inside doesn't always have to be tied to what we see going on around us, that we can separate the two a little bit. Um, what are some things we can do to achieve peace in our household? Let's let's not even talk about the world or the school or um, the community. Let's just say in our homes. What are some ways we can work toward peace in our homes with different age levels of kids? Yeah, so I think the one of the biggest things to achieving peace is to have clear expectations, yeah. right? So I, you hear people talk about structure all the time, right? Well, we just need more structure. My kids need structure, blah, blah, blah. And nobody knows what the heck that even means. (laughs) Right. People are like, well, we just need structure. And if you really had people define that, we don't really know. So here's what structure is. Truthfully, here's what it is. It's effective routines and clear expectations. That's what structure is. So Mm -hmm. if you have effective routines, most of us live our lives by routines you know, you put your pants on the same way, you take your shower the same way, you get out of bed the same way. We live our lives in routine-based activities. And our kids are no different. And the reason we like that is because it decreases our stress. It decreases our anxiety. It increases predictability. And Mm. so what we want to do is make sure we have effective routines that our kids are in, right? Maybe that's the cleanup routine before we, um, you know, go to bed. Maybe it's your bedtime routine. It's your morning routine. It's your after school routine. 
It's after dinner, this is what you do with your plate. This is where you put your cup when you're unloading the dishwasher. Here's the routine for that. So you should have a lot of routines throughout your day that your kids understand the expectations for. Yeah. So if we have effective routines and then we have clear expectations where we're saying, okay, right now, uh, you know, the expectation right now is that you will have a, a book to read or you'd have an activity on the floor to play or whatever. We, we sort of go under the assumption that our kids know how to behave in the house all the time because they live in the house. Mm. But every day is a new day. It doesn't mean the rules are going to change all the time, but it means sometimes we have to remind them of the expectations so that we can achieve some level of, of peace, knowing that peace is not going to look like us sitting around and just playing a board game without any arguing or, you know, no one's getting agitated with anyone else. Like, don't fool yourself into thinking that that's true. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And then you're going to feel, you're going to feel defeated, right? That's not going to work. And and that's not what this definition says either, right? Or this application of this word, what we're saying is that you care more about each other than always being right. And I think, you know, that happens a lot, like we said, in the world and politics and in culture, but man, does it happen in the home too, right? I can think of my own daughters and the things that they insist that they're right on that really just don't matter at all. Um, And that their relationship is so, so much bigger and so much more important than some of the things that they choose to, to engage about. And as parents, I think we have to make those choices, right? What are the things that we really want to engage on? What are the things we really need to win on? Because it does make a difference in who they're becoming and the kind of person that they are. And what are the things that we don't need to win on that we can let them have a voice in because it will help to achieve peace. It will show them that they're cared for. And ultimately it's not going to make a difference in the way that they turn out in the end, so to speak. Yeah. And I think if, if we think about our little ones, right, our preschoolers, when we think about expectations and how do we achieve peace, it is through active engagement with them and continued repetition of the expectations, right? Our little guys are in a developmental period where they are pushing boundaries because they're learning about the world. And Mm. so peace for them is going to maybe look messy, (laughs) right? I mean, and that is probably the opposite of what some people are like, oh my gosh, is she serious? Messy is the opposite of peace for me, (laughs) right? Right. But for a four-year-old who's learning about the world and is learning water play or paint, like that's, that is part of the kind of what you're saying is realizing how can I care about my kid more than winning in this situation, right? Winning for me is to have a, a, a very tidy home with no dishes in the sink, no paint splatters on the floor, no crumbs on the ground. Right. That's just not ever going to happen. If I think that that's what winning is, it's just literally never going to happen in my life. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think about, you know, my children are older and I think about what winning looks like. And um, a lot of times it's conversational, right? Winning is getting in the last word or making them say, you know what? You're right. That big lecture you gave me, that changed my life, right? And so letting those things go, it's not really so much about, uh, you know, maybe it's picking up their room or whatever, but it's not really the same 
type of things as when they're in preschool, but it's the same idea that there are things that we enforce and and, and there, there are things we let go as long as they aren't breaking those household expectations that we have or the character um, of the, the kid we want. Yeah. And, you know, I talk a lot about parenting philosophy. So like, yeah, you know, what, what's your philosophy and, and really what do you want your legacy to be when your mm. kids are 22 and they look back at, you know, my mom, my mom, Beth, she's, she's this, and she was always this growing yeah. up, right? This is yeah. what, this is what mattered to her. And so sometimes it's taking a moment to write out, talk through, mm. think through what is my parenting philosophy? What matters to me? And sometimes what do I want my kids to remember? Because we get real lost in the, in the mundane chaotic stuff, right? Yeah. 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 That's and staying great. grounded. You know, for me, it's, it's staying focused on kindness. You know, mm. I talk about kindness over and over and over all the time, all the time, all the time with my kids. And that threads into, you know, lessons on, you know, treating people equally. And, you know, when you say unkind words and getting the last word in and all of it kind of ties together to this idea of creating this environment. And it's, you, you can come to my house. I have four kids and you may not think peace when you walk in. because <laughs> <laughs> right. I certainly don't all the time, but again, I can feel inner calm. I can feel inner peace yeah. knowing that each day I'm bringing the best version of me that I could bring. I'm threading through my parenting philosophy. I'm, I'm teaching them every day about expectations and, and walking through routines with them. And that's where the inner calm comes amidst the outer chaos. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. That's great. So um, anything else before we close that you think everybody should remember when they're thinking about peace in their home? Anything I specific? Love- Well, I loved what you said earlier that like, I think this word peace sometimes gets this much bigger worldly sort of thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I picture this like, and world peace, that's what we're aiming for. And yeah, I love how we are really pulling this down to being a relational thing. Yeah. Right. It's, it's Mm -hmm. caring about someone else and saying, I value you. You matter to me. I'm, I don't care about winning this situation, this discussion, this argument, this game. I care about you. And that creates this relational piece that I think is just so important for people to, to really grab onto. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that part too. And I think ultimately what it comes down to with all of these words we talk about each month is that you can make it so personal. You can make it apply so much to your own life and to the life of your family. And that's where the real change happens, right? There is no world peace if there aren't peace within ourselves and within our homes. Um, That's just not going to happen. Well, thank you so much for joining us again today. And, um, you know, the school year, this is, this just seems crazy, but the school year is nearly over. So we only have one more month this year that we'll be back. I know to talk about one more value before summer hits us. Um, And I, I couldn't be looking forward to that any more than I am. Seems yeah. really nice. It's, it's a dreary day here. So I'm excited for, um, for some good weather and some, some time with my family. So anyway, um, we will end for today, but, um, if people want to know more about the work that you do, um, how, how might they find you? Yeah. So my website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. Uh, and I do a lot of work on social media, Facebook, mostly, uh, MWM with kids. 
That's great. And um, you can find out more about Core Essentials at coreessentials.org. And our handles on social media is CE Values. And we'd love to hear from you and what you think about some of these values we talk about and how you apply them in your own home. And uh, we'll be back next month. Talk to you soon. All right. See ya.